got a judge, a, a, ju- a female, a young female judge, and then this pastor who's also a bandmate in the rock band South of Cincy. So I guess they're in the band together. That's the name of the band, South of Cincy. It's, that's a terrible. It's from name. Cincinnati. I know. They could have borrowed the whip, the whip father. Oh my god! Katie has identified the real crime already. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmari, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. All right. So welcome back. Uh, do you mind if, if I kick off with something? Oh, kick it off, Jaquetta. Okay. I was... <laughs> My husband and I took a day trip. We COVIDed safely our way up to uh, Massachusetts. We stayed in a hotel. And while we were there, we took advantage of the cable TV situation because we don't have cable TV anymore. And I was able to get some new information for Reality Roundup, which oh. I haven't done in a while. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, my gosh. What did it feel like going back to watching cable television? Um, it was weird. I, you know, with Netflix and Hulu and all these other streaming, um, show or streaming, um, networks, Mm -hmm. you really get to choose what you want to see. And the more things you choose that the, the better the algorithm is. So it it doesn't show you things that you're not going to watch. So you miss a lot. Yeah. That's the thing. It narrows down your worldview for you. Yeah. And then you know, right. you know this other stuff is is there, and you're like, you know what? I'm a pretty, you know, a, a complex person. I do yeah. like both tigers, and yes. I like fashion. Yeah, it goes um, together. But what it does do for me is it eliminates a lot of the time suck that cable TV provided for me. Because with the c- cable TV, it's like, especially for A and E. Um, where it's like all reality TV, you can just sit down (laughs) and never get back up. So I watched a show on A&E, a reality show that I didn't believe existed. I saw the title and I was like, hmm, Extreme Unboxing. What? Exactly. So I was like, I got to watch this. Of course, it's, it's COVID. We're stuck in the hotel. So I watched the whole thing. Right. I watched like the whole season of it because there's nothing else to do. Bottle of wine, extreme un- unboxing. Okay. So it's couples who are online resellers. All right. They buy pallets of returned items okay. from like Walmart, from Target, from Macy's, wherever. They don't know what's in the pallet. Sometimes they see it. They see a picture of it. They have to guess. Sometimes it'll, it'll give you an idea like it's electronics or it's food. Mm-hmm. Or it's, you know, apparel. You buy the pallet and then they resell these items either online. And one of the couples in upstate New York has a store where you get like things that have been pulled off the shelf or things that have been returned. Okay. And this is the show. It, so the, so is what is the fun part of it? Is that them unwrapping the pallet and saying, mm-hmm. oh my God. Yep. Now, are these things used or is it just that they didn't sell? Are they like- Well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I watched the entire, I guess there's only one season. I watched the whole season. One of the pallets was kind of the porta potties for camping. 
<laughs> and out of about 11 of those, six, not, yeah, maybe six, five had been used <gasps> and returned. And not called. Oh, my God. Right. And then the other ones were fine. Um, I watched a box, an unboxing of, it was like military equipment. So gas masks. All right. And they all be, obviously those are selling right now. Cause the couple that was selling them, they are, it's a pastor and his wife and <laughs> they are not preppers, but they know that market. <laughs> so they were like, Oh, preppers will love these. It's like, you know, sights, like night vision goggles, yeah, things like that. And it's interesting because the couples who are doing it, they're really happy, well-adjusted couples. Sometimes it's a brother, you know, brothers, uh, looks like friends sometimes, but it's always a pair. So I'm using couple in like a, you know, just meaning two people. They're really happy people. They're making decent money on the side and there's no, there's no negativity to the show at all. It's literally just people buying stuff, opening it up and then reselling it. Okay. But this is a reality show. Wow. Yeah. Does so I saw make one you, that was, go ahead. Does it make you want to start this business yourself or does it make you recoil in horror? It makes me glad that I left the town that I'm from because obviously with the exception, I think of one or two of the, the teams or the pairs that I saw, they did this out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Either they had a lot of kids and they wanted to stay home with them or they other opportunities weren't working out for them um or they're they're making extra money on the side in addition to whatever they're doing the one couple it was actually their business but this seems like the kind of thing like if i'd stayed in my town it would be it might be an option for me and i remember the last time i was at home we went my mom and i went to a place called tuesday morning it's this stuff it's stuff that's been bought from liquidators and has been put back on the shelf and we bought tons of nice stuff there I never understood what the market was, where the stuff came from. Okay. It's stuff from, so these guys are mom and pop style uh, businesses that are competing with uh, the discount stores. Okay. So it's the same stuff that you would see in a Ross or, um, what is, I, now I can't think of any of the names yeah, of the discount stores. Th- th- yeah, they're all over the place. They were in the city. That's like the dollar stores. But it's a, it's a step up from the dollar stores. It's like um, TJ Maxx. Okay. So these guys are selling the same kind of stuff that you would buy in TJ Maxx. All right. That's what people are doing. Yeah, it was, in, it was really interesting for me. They go online. They look at the images. Um, and obviously, these people are the best at it. Like, they developed a level of sophistication. They can tell by looking at a palette what might be inside of it. Wow. If the palette's a little bit open and they can see some of the skew numbers or what the boxes look like, they have an idea. And there are tons, apparently, of people online who are selling these palettes. And you make a relationship with them, if you can. Um, and then you get re- things regularly from them. Wow. There's also even, for people who are really just ready to take a risk, you can get a mystery box. We could do it. Like, hey, you know, I could order a mystery box. Wow. Are you ready and to then order could... a mystery box? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> one, one, the two brothers that were doing it. So in the first couple episodes, it was just the two brothers. Then uh, the girlfriend was there. One of the brothers was gone, but they were 
buying books, like packets of books or pallets of books, and then just scanning them and seeing what would sell on Amazon or eBay. So there's another industry of apps that helps you to scan all the items that you have and will tell you what it will sell for, how much it's sold for in the past, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yes. I've heard about this with the apps that you can get these apps and scan and see where- I had no idea. Yeah. You can like, um, so you can go say the the Clorox toilet wands. Um, for, for example. For example, you can, <laughs> you can see them on sale at the store and be like, and just check the app. What are they going for online? And you could buy like you could buy up the whole shelf and then resell it all online if you're if that makes your profit margin sing. The weird thing for me is as someone who's like an amateur economist, is the idea that because I was watching these people really closely, some of the material that the items that they're buying, they're buying them off of Amazon, because I see the Amazon Prime shipping mm-hmm. labels. And then they're selling it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, do we even have an economy here anymore? Or is it just, it's just like we stand in the circle and I give you some, a potato and then you pass it to the next person and then eventually get back to me. Yeah, it's just, it depends on the demand. So they kind of like stick their finger, lick their finger and stick it in the air and say, what's the yeah. demand today on this? Should I a lot of this stuff, um, it seemed like, say in a pallet, say the pallet costs $500, they usually make their money back but they don't make that much over the top. It seems like they're, you know, they're getting, they're not doubling their money Yeah. for the most part. They're getting items. Most of the stuff has to be thrown away. And I think that's the real, the real advantage is that they're buying things that people don't want to waste time and effort throwing away. Yeah. <laughs> so it just keeps it moving. Yeah. Basically. I don't know. It was interesting. So yeah, this was extreme unboxing. I don't know if there's another season of this coming. I don't know why there would be. I mean, I think I've seen all I need to see, but it was pretty interesting. Um, it was just basically a slice of Americana that we're not seeing in the city because, you know. You know who has room for this? Nobody. Yeah, who has room for it? And where are you going to resell it? Yeah, and it's not our, that's not our market. <clears throat> yeah. We leave that to the the other box stores to deal with. Yeah. The the thing in the city is like you're getting your hair done and somebody comes by with like a bunch of earrings, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Not extreme unboxing. So yeah, that's my reality TV roundup. It's definitely, it says something about the times we're living in. I'm not sure if it says positive things, but it says something. Well, <laughs> let's just keep that on our noted list, you know? Yeah. One eyeball on that to see. Extreme unboxing. I want to see that the next one is like, you know, I want to see the show with people who are selling the pallets. <laughs> like, where they get them in the yeah, first place. Yeah. Who are these people? Well, there's a thing called, you know, there's um, uh, a thing where like out of every shipment, every like batch of product that you make, for instance, you um, say you have, I don't know, shampoo tubes, right? For example. For example. And (laughs) you have about 100,000 cases of shampoo. You have to take a certain amount of cases and then test them, test those cases for durability. If it was, if you ship it and if it was, if it drops, does Mm -hmm. the case open up? Does it splatter everywhere? So what they do in this quality assurance uh, facility, they take you up in a cherry picker go up 20 feet and, drop it? and then you drop it. And then if it, everything stays intact, then it's good. You know, that shipment is going to be okay, but that box can't be resold again, but there's nothing wrong with the shampoo. 
So it goes to extreme unboxers. That's right. Huh. Yeah, we there was a place growing up, now that I think about it, called um, Scratch and Dent. <laughs> Scratch and Dent. <laughs> we used to go there. And you could get all kinds of stuff at Scratch and Dent. You just had to look for the scratch or the dent. You know, once you found it, if you were okay with that, you moved on. You bought it. Oh, God. <laughs> scratch and dent. Yeah, I think it was in Denton, too. Okay. <laughs> Denton, scratch and dent. All right, what do you have? All right, well, speaking of boxes, we're moving on to another one of our topics, wine. Wine in a box. Oh, wine in a box is booze news. I like it. This is booze news. Um, so this is, I think this is the only type, type of boxes type of boxes that you and I would be interested in box wine box wine in a backpack wow friends so are the yeah. straps attached to the box let's see here here it goes frenzy has a new okay. line of merch including a backpack that defenses <laughs> oh, box wine is it frenzia isn't it frenzia yes I'm just laughing because that is the most like they invented the box wine basically yeah and they got nothing but shit for it yeah yeah and now now they know. have merch yes because box wine is one of the better inventions of the last century because it made it provided us for a way to store ridiculous amounts of wine without letting it get skunked while sitting in our fridge true yeah or false yeah that's true i remember that was like when i was in my 20s and my friends were getting starter homes we were like starter home starter wine yeah franzia <laughs> and we would be like ain't nothing wrong with franzia don't mm-hmm. act like you know you're too fancy for franzia yeah, it's not a bad one. I drank many a box. So uh, they have a new collection of merchandise that's a need and not a want. So the this okay. they chose. <laughs> you can get first of all, you can get a lot. You can get a lot of things with them. If you, they have Franz for life party cups. <laughs> Whoa, Franz for life. Yeah. So if you want to match your, your cups to your wine, you can have this, these merch cups. Um, is it a box? Is it square? No, those are the, just the cups. This is just, they are going all out with the merch these days. But what, I'm I, saying that the cup should be square, like a box. They should be. You're right. Yeah. See us, Franzia. Hey, you yeah. know it at gmail.com. So there is a backpack for $32 that holds your favorite box of Franzia wine. Um, and it has a, <laughs> it features a wine opening on the side of the backpack to fit your spout. So you can pour people glass while doing fun things. Unless while walking. I want, I have never thought about going on a hike with you, but now I think it's not a bad idea. <laughs> I would love it if you would just walk up next to me and just while we're casually chatting, just yeah. pour yourself a glass of wine from my backpack. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's also, but you can totally accessorize your whole look. So if you have the backpack on. Um, Thank goodness. And for, for your efforts, and if I get to just pour the wine, you know, I will buy you the Franzia socks and Ooh. a wine charm necklace. Are they knee socks? Because I want to pull them all the way up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to get scratched, you know, on the lower calf when I'm on the trail with you. Okay. I'll have in my to, scenario i'll have to get back to you on that okay i don't want to i hope they're not booties i hate those you don't like booty socks i don't like booties and i don't like no shows they creep me out just wear a sock okay you don't like no shows oh i love a no no they don't work for me they, they don't work for anybody but at least they they <laughs> mitigate some of the damage to your shoes i thought it was just me i'm like my foot is defective af no yeah okay um 
who has a good no-show sock? Um, American Apparel used to have a good one. So a, a time machine will get me that sock. Yeah. But Franzia also, you know what? Let's maybe they have good socks. We should I'm, try I'm it. looking them up. Wow. I feel like Franzia doesn't have a large enough. Oh, this is gonna sound like a pun, but a large enough footprint in the market <laughs> to to put out all of that merch. Yeah, you'd think. But I mean, I suggest that they give some of it to us, and we can kind of show it around to people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love box wine on a sock is there are a lot of funnier things you could do with a, you know, your name is Franzia. Franz must rhyme with something. And, um, also just the idea of that. You're the original, I would call myself the OG box wine. I think they're missing an opportunity. Uh, yeah. Uh, they need, you know? to, they need to reach out to you. Uh, Franzia, reach out to Jaquetta by way of, Hey, you know, it at Gmail. Yeah. We can, Jaquetta really will help you. And I'll just. Drink the, wine. drink the wine yes <laughs> so i have um some robot news here we've been talking about boston dynamics robot dog yes the spot forever yes it's available now and i signed us up for i should have asked you first i signed us up through hey you know at gmail.com to be able to pilot it what so you can pilot it from your home i found an article of this young man he is 4,500 miles away from San Francisco in Lima, Peru. Okay. And he was able to remotely operate the spot. Okay. So, oh, you and the spot was in San Francisco. Yay. Yeah, I signed this up. Okay. So what what's happening? What are, when can we do this? Well, they'll, we'll find out if we get selected. Oh, well, they need to select us. I say we have been reporting on you guys since day one. No podcast talks about Boston Dynamics more. Unless you guys yourself have a podcast. Yeah, we're, then we'd be number two. But right then now, we'd be number two. We're number one. <laughs> so, yeah, you can. It's The spot is in San Francisco. No matter where you are, as long as you have internet connectivity, you can take it for a walk around the Bay Area. Um, it was an idea that someone came up with during the pandemic. Um, they wanted to offer classroom field trips, quote unquote, with individual walks to let anyone experience mainstream robotics in a walk with spot session. Mm -hmm. It's free to request a 30 minute Zoom call to communicate with the dog walker and push a few buttons on the home computer or gamepad. So the dog has a walker with it. Oh, OK. And you but you are piloting it. And I guess the, the walker is there to make sure, you know, you don't run it into traffic. Right. And get cutesy, make it jump in the lake. That kind of exactly. Thing. Yeah. This kind of thing. But I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I'd like to to see how it works. I'd like to have a sense of what the control panel is like, what kind of things you can do. Um, the the guy who did it said that it was really easy and you can move at a top speed of five feet per second. Oh, that's fast. That five is. Five feet per second. Oh, my God. That's me. I'm five feet, so if you could jump from one end of me to the other in a second. That's, that's a quick pace, for sure. Yeah. And then the human wrangler was alongside monitoring the situation and communicating with uh, the guy through Zoom. Well, don't, and, don't you think the wrangler is getting tired of people with their shenanigans? Like, oh. <laughs> There's probably limited things that you can do. Um, the 
He was told to be careful about cars and intersection and also dogs coming from out of range. Apparently dogs, some dogs freaked out and went nuts. Mm-hmm. And other dogs were like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched the video of a dog investigating um, the robot. The dog is quickly becomes disinterested and leaves. The robot has no petting for the dog. There's not a snack or anything involved. Like, why would a dog care? Exactly. There's no, no new friend to be made no. a robot dog. Just no reward. It's just, he probably came over because there was a person standing there. Got tired of that. Went on to the, this robot spot, got tired of that and then left. But yeah, this is, this has been nightmare scenario, right? That somebody is thousands of miles away piloting this really powerful, quick moving robot with a camera on it. Yeah. Well, what if this- it gets jammed? Like so many things do, and it just keeps walking no matter what, even when you try to stop it. Just keeps going. It's it's the same thing is going to happen. Like with, um, you know how people are walking and they're looking at their phones and they just walk into the street. (laughs) You're just going to see it up against the building just with the legs going. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) So yeah, Robot Spot, it's available. If you can't afford one yourself, uh, you could try to pilot one. I guess this is going to be some kind of business in the future, I'm sure. Like you could take a robot dog for a virtual walk good and that's it you know but you don't have to clean up after them that's like the that's the nice part you can that's what you think and what if this thing starts leaking oil now my robot is from like what the 50s (laughs) it has a tune-up it's the tin man you know repurposed as a dog basically it's how sophisticated it is bring a spring comes out exactly it rusts it starts to rain and immediately rusts and falls to the side. That's my robot. Oh, yeah. I have to can of oil with you. Come on. Yes. Going? A spray can. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> what do you have? Well, speaking of dogs. Uh-huh. All right. You know how they say that every dog year is equal to seven human years? I heard that's not true anymore. It's right. It's not true. That's why I need to bring What is the rate now? It's like something freakishly high. No, it says, uh, based on the study, one a one-year-old dog compares to a 30-year-old human and yes. a four-year-old dog to a 52-year-old human. And the rate of aging decreases after dogs turn seven. Well, that's good. Because, <laughs> I mean, they don't live that long. If they, if they kept aging at that rate of the first year, we wouldn't have them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There'd be no point. Yeah, it takes on, like, um, the researchers at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine developed a new formula that takes into account this this, this variance. Um, they're tracking molecular changes in the DNA of, of Labrador retrievers and the changes in patterns of methyl groups in their genome. Mm-hmm. Um, they show that dogs age at a much faster rate than humans early in their lives and then slow down once they reach maturity. So it, all up top, you know, those first two years, it's like, <laughs> that's a rough, that's a rough first year, you know? Yeah. So the first two years really, you're just, it's a big learning curve and you age rapidly. <laughs> and then From afterwards, zero to like, 30. Yeah. Wow. And then two to 52. And then it's like the middle years. Yeah. And then it goes down a little bit. 
So I read somewhere that dogs do have kind of a teenage phase where they don't want to listen to you or they're very stubborn. <laughs> yeah. But based on the fact that they go through that those teen years, all of them within the space of like a month or two, it must be something you don't recognize. <sighs> You know, right. like your dog's acting like an asshole for like a week and then it's over. Right. That's their teens. Yeah, that's their teens. How do they figure this stuff out? I and then they'll just start making a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, they'll, that's why you got to get them. And then that's their 20s. <laughs> you got to get them spayed early for that reason. And then also they want to settle down. Yeah. 30s. I like that. Yeah. I know seven years every year was kind of sketchy. How old is your dog? Um, I two and a half. All right. So she's maybe three. I don't know. She's probably about 60 now. Wow. Well, that makes sense. She's crotchety. Yeah. Cause two years, two years, she's 52 and she's a little older. So she's in her sixties. She goes to bed really early. So that makes sense. <laughs> She's, she's up in time to get the paper when it's delivered. And she likes her paper in the morning. Yes. At 4.30. So I have some um, news that Greg sent in. This is some salacious legal hiking. Oh, my. I mean, it really is. Sometimes when I read a, a, a crime story that's just really entertaining, I put it into a folder and I'm like, maybe someday I will write a movie based on this. So this is from the Cincinnati Enquirer, a case infected with sex. It says, um, Kentucky family court judge, the case was infected with sex, running all through it. Okay. (laughs) Infected. That's how, all right. I'll let you continue. That's what they said. Um, Kentucky family court judge Dawn Gentry has been charged with 12 uh, misconduct charges and this salacious case that was infected with sex, the appearance of it, the talk of it, it's just sex everywhere. She's a 39-year-old judge. Um, she's facing charges of using sex retaliation and coercion during her tools um, and coercion during her time. So they're thinking about maybe, you know, giving her some criminal penalties or removing her from office. Wow. So this, the story is around a threesome that allegedly took place between um, Gentry, the judge, Stephen Penrose, who is a pastor and a bandmate in a rock band south of Cincy. (laughs) All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Got a judge? A a female, a young female judge. And then this pastor who's also a bandmate in the rock band South of Cincy. So I guess they're in the band together. That's the name of the band? South of Cincy. It's, that's a terrible from name. from Cincinnati. I know. They could have borrowed the whip, the whip father. Oh my God. Katie has identified the real crime already. <laughs> South of Cincy. A priest is so, in a band and they don't call it the whip father? Oh, so he's a pastor. He's not a priest. Oh well. Same thing. Not as exciting. Um, so uh, the claims are that Gentry fired an employee to make a job for Penrose, the South of Cincy guy. And then the two of them apparently engaged in sexual activity in the courthouse with her secretary. Oh, 
they also asked an attorney if he wanted to have a three-way with them. So this was a uh, pedestrian three-way, three-way, not a devil three-way. No. Again, because there was a pastor involved. There's no devil involved. Um, well, I don't know. I know the secretary is a woman. I don't know about the attorney. She could have been, you know, have trying to have it both ways. Well, the, the guy, well, it was between the pastor, the secretary, and the judge, right? Yeah, but then they also asked an attorney in a separate scenario if that attorney wanted to have a three-way with the two of them. Oh, okay. And it doesn't say what the, the gender of the attorney is. Okay. So we don't know. But the court employees in the courthouse testified that Penrose was singing and guitar playing during business hours and it was disruptive. <laughs> and a very angry custodian brought out beer cans and an, a near empty bottle of fireball whiskey that he said he found in the trash uh, that had been used by the judge and Penrose. Well, you're going to need that if you're going to get in a three-way. But the thing <laughs> the is, staff- you can't stop the pastor from rocking out. If yeah. he wants to play, he's going to play. But he, he can't do it in court. Yeah, well, he's going to. I know. Yeah. Um, someone likened Penrose to Rasputin, the mythical, oh, sorry, the Russian mystic blamed for the downfall of the Tsar of Russia. So people in the courthouse don't like this guy. They're really upset. The guy didn't even show up to court to testify on his own behalf. He said he didn't get the message. (laughs) (laughs) When they asked the judge, Gentry, like, why didn't she, you know, what was going on? She said it was difficult to stand up to Penrose. We were good friends. Lines were crossed. Apparently he sent her nude photographs, uh, dick pics, inappropriate jokes. And she said, look, I enjoyed the attention. It's kind of fun. But then... Yeah, but then apparently uh, there was a kiss in the basement. So the judge, Gendry, and attorney Catherine Schultz apparently had a kiss in a bathroom. They both gave conflicting events. Uh, Both said the other woman started it. Okay, a kiss in the bathroom. (laughs) Yes, Schultz said she found Gendry on the floor next to the toilet. She had a nosebleed. When she tried to help the judge off the floor, the judge lunged at her and kissed her aggressively. Schultz says she kissed her right back. Wow. <laughs> this is a good short story. A kiss in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. But the, the gentry, the judge said it happened the other way. That the other person was on the floor? That Schultz entered the bathroom and kissed her. Oh. so She said she was over the sink with a nosebleed. And if someone tried to kiss someone with a nosebleed, that's all I'm getting out of this. None of this makes any sense. Like, why didn't they just go with a more classic scenario of, she said that, you know, there was something on my cheek. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like some legitimate reason why you would come up close to someone. Um, Gentry said she came in, we were talking and at some point she kissed me. It was a big kiss. There was touching a lot of kissing and I didn't stop it. Wow. Yes. Um, after the kiss, this is when the problem comes. Schultz said that after the kiss, she warned Gentry she should not be involved with Penrose. And that's when the two women had a falling out. Oh, God. So you see what's going on here? Yeah. This guy Penrose got in between these two, these two ladies. And that's something you just don't do. Don't get mm-hmm. in between the two ladies in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Also, people complained that they thought 
they heard noises of the judge and Penrose and the secretary getting it on in the uh, in their office. They claimed they were just acting it out and being humorous. Oh, acting it out mm-hmm. on on. Uh... Because everyone had been accusing them of having a three-way, so they decided to make three-way noises. Three-way noise? <laughs> yes. So, okay. Making heavy breathing sounds, moving furniture around, banging on the doors, moaning, etc. So interior design is part of a three-way adventure, moving furniture. <laughs> yes, moving furniture around. I, oh, I love that couch over there. Yes. That was the nice. staff. The staff, of course, again, is not having it. So it seems like these people made the work environment really uncomfortable for court staff with their sexiness. And court staff are not having it anymore. Well, you know, if you had to go in every day to court. <laughs> so, yeah, this is um a case infected with sex. I bet you they had a good time with that in the uh, in the courtroom. The jury must have had quite quite the show of these women talking about how they're getting on in the bathroom, basically. Yeah. I, hey, it's at least it's better than like a tax problem. Yes. A little more juicy. Now, it doesn't sound like anyone was assaulted, right? It sounds like it was all consensual. Um, but still, people, it's like, get it together. Yes. You know, really? The plan, the, I mean, okay, you're having a three-way in the office. Keep it small. <laughs> you know? I think maybe that's the part of the thing. They're like, we're having a three-way and nobody's saying anything. Everyone knows, but they're not saying anything. We need to <laughs> amp it up a little bit. The staff said something. Get recognition we deserve. For the yeah, three-way. so because... So because of all this stuff, it seems like the sexual relationships aren't the problem. They started looking into this judge and they did find some other things that she had done that were shady around campaigning and stuff like that. So, you know, that's why I say keep it on the low. Can't keep a three-way on the low sometimes. I guess not. When you're at work. (laughs) I know. I would say, though, I mean, I think this woman should be removed from position as judge because her judgment is terrible. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> yeah. Bye, lady. Oh my god. Yeah, good luck, Don Gentry. All right, what do you have? You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Casmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. I know you like magic. I do. Yes. So we have one of the world's most notable magicians and illusionist and um, I guess, uh, I guess, I, I don't know what you would call it. He's, he does stunts now. <laughs> Excuse me. Who this is David, this? This is David Blaine. I knew you were going to say David Blaine. David I'm Blaine, sorry. I, <laughs> he is not a magician. He is a magician. He, he does tricks. He does up close magic. And he does these like outrageous stunts that that um, that test his physical um, um, endurance, I guess. And that but he, he lost destroyed, me. He destroyed his like brother's graduation by like putting on a huge stunt. What happened on the same day? Like he got inside of a fish tank at like Lincoln Center or something on the same day when his brother was supposed to be graduating from NYU. His brother's like a regular dude. And he upstaged him. Oh, see? That's what I heard. That's 
It's all about mommy, daddy. Look at me. Yeah, sibling rivalry. Yeah, yeah. So he's okay. So he's a bit of a turd that way for sure. Um, I'm saying that's just a rumor that I probably started. But he he has these crazy specials where he does the up close magic and just the look on his face. (laughs) Him watching the so he'll do he'll do like a trick right, and then then the person that he does the trick for is amazed. Okay. David Blaine's look, the look on his face as he's watching the person react is the creepiest thing ever. Is he an energy vampire? Is that what he's doing? No, I think he's an alien. And he is, he has, no, he has a curiosity about human beings. So he does these outrageous things to get reactions so he can understand human emotion. That's your theory? That's my theory. Um, I don't like David Blaine. I, I don't know. There's something about his style of magic that I find offensive. It's like, just do the tricks, right? You're, you're not the trick, you know? Not when he rubs a card on his, his shirt and then it comes off on his stomach. Yawn. Okay. Oh, I like that. Uh, but oh he, he did a new thing. He did a stunt. All right. He, he flew up in the air only using a bunch of balloons. Yeah, so you know, like the idea, like imagine a man, like a Pixar. Yeah, kind of, yeah, like he actually was like, well, he was attached to them, but he, the way that he dressed and the way that they, they fashioned the whole thing, it looked like he was just holding the strings of all these balloons and flew up in the air. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's more that, like an illusion that you could. I don't know. Yeah, it's just the thing. He, ugh, I watched the video of this. Almost got sick. Um, he floated well, over the Arizona desert. That's a trick. No, he went so high up, and he had the camera. He went really high. It was he went over the Arizona desert, holding onto fifty balloons, fifty helium balloons, and they called it a, his stunt ascension. Um, okay, so that's weird. It it the performance took about an hour for him to lift off to landing, and the event was live streamed on YouTube. His initial, one hour yeah his initial goal was to reach an altitude of about eighteen thousand feet and he ended up floating twenty four thousand nine hundred feet about four point seven miles up before skydiving and parachuting back to the ground so like was it his brother's wedding day or something <laughs> <laughs> before par- before skydiving and then parachuting yeah but he had a so just imagine- that's pretty cool. But imagine, that's not magic, though. I know it's not magic. That's why it's one of these stunts yeah. that he does. So he, imagine being up that high and then no. suddenly having to let go and just like free fall parachute down. <laughs> I think out of three of those things, I might be able to do one <laughs> of, the, of his stunt. What? Hold, like hold a balloon on the ground. <laughs> yes. Funny. Maybe get lifted off and then drop like a stone if that's a trick anyone can do. That's what I'd be up to. I don't, there's, so for this show, it was a one hour show. Yeah. What happened in the first 40 minutes? Well, he was talking patter, to his daughter. A lot of patter. His daughter is like, be safe, daddy. I will, honey. And his TV daughter. Yeah. And so they, you know, hooked him up. They have the camera and they were talking about how dangerous it was, dangerous it was because when he gets up that high, he could lose oxygen and he could pass mm-hmm. out up there. But he won't. But the- <laughs> He didn't. He didn't. He said, 
I remember when Chris Angel, who I've seen his show live, and I met him before. Yeah. Um, he did a piece where he floated above the casino that is shaped like a, a pyramid. Right. Yes. And it took forever. <laughs> like I think I turned it off. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just watch the re the replay when he's actually up there. I love. I mean, I love magic, but for me, it can't. If it's going to be illusion, I need to see it in person. Yeah. Watching it on television, I feel like, I mean, I think I could, we could do those illusions if I had enough time and enough like Photoshop. Right. Yeah. And like After Effects. Yeah. If you could do it. Yeah. That's part of it. It's like you have to suspend your disbelief yeah. a little bit if you're watching it on television. Like, okay, they're not, you know, doing any television magic. But of course. So I'm more of a live, I'm a live magic person, you're which I know is, it's harder to see. You're live and up close. Yeah, I like live and up close. And I I think I mentioned this before. I had a negative experience going to a show where there was a caged animal. Oh. So I'm again, yeah, that nothing happened to me, but I could tell the animal was like unhappy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to be a puma in a, in a glass case in New York, in a Las Vegas, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and after seeing that, I was like, I, will, I won't ever go to shows where there are animals. That's where um, it's, I mean, I think that, that, that era is over where they have animals in these shows. It's like, forget it. Nobody wants I think animals. only a few people do it. And that's why you have that weird, you know, the Tiger King weird stuff Yeah, is out there because you can't go to a lot of legitimate entertainment venues and, and see animals in that way. That's right. Um, you know, you would have thought that the Siegfried and Roy chomp would have been a call to everyone to stop doing that kind of stuff because they were professionals. Yeah. And, and if they couldn't handle those animals that they had raised, um, then, you know, it's not a, probably not a good deal. Well, idea. regardless of that, if there was ever a couple that was meant to be together, it's Siegfried and Roy. For sure. Because, Love wins. Yes. But, but you know. two gay men who both are into big animals, the cats, tigers, and they're both magicians. Mm-hmm. And they had to be together. They probably couldn't believe their luck. When they found each other, right? Yeah. Well, at first they might have been angry. Then they were like, wait a minute. We can make this something special. We can make this work. <laughs> but yeah, if they couldn't control an animal, it's, you know, forget it. But imagine each of their respective parents. Their parents are probably like, great. Are you <laughs> kidding me? We almost got him out of it. Yeah. <laughs> we had him just in a pair of regular jeans with a crew cut. Now look. <laughs> he had a dog, a regular dog. Not even a cat. Just like a Doberman. Yeah. Fine. Oh. <laughs> We're halfway there. All right. What do you have? I have, um, if I may, some advice on advice. Oh, yes. Advice on right. advice is a segment where we find um, advice on the internet that stinks. It's unqualified. And we um, give our advice on that advice. Hence, advice on advice. Yeah, so this one, I guess, in the theme of the three-way, this is a Dear Dr. Tracy. Dr. Tracy? He wants, yeah. A man he or a wants woman? A it's a woman. And she's been around for a long time. Okay. So. Like 15 years. She's got a couple of books out. The covers are awful. Um, <laughs> but it's he wants a three-way. Hi, my boyfriend of almost two years and I have talked about having a three-way. We used to just tease about it. And I said, no way. 
emphasis their own. I didn't want him ever touching another woman. I told him I was his last. So he saw how much it bothered me. And we didn't talk about it or even tease about it anymore. But now I'm like, what the heck? I want to have fun with another woman, with him watching. But he says he's not just going to watch. He wants to play, too. I said, okay. But he would not have sex with her. He says he wants to. It wouldn't be fun if he didn't. He'd like to watch us together, etc. He said he would not kiss her and that he wouldn't be making love to her as he does with me, that it would mean nothing. (laughs) I said, well, I guess it'll be okay because in the heat of the moment, I probably won't really care. But the more I think about it, I do care. And I can't stand the thought of him being with another woman. But she can. Yeah. I I started thinking about me having a threesome with a girl and her boyfriend. And if he wanted to have sex with me, I couldn't do it because I feel like it would not be so, it would not be right. I love my boyfriend so much. I could never have sex with another man, even with his permission. So I started thinking, does my boyfriend really love and care for me? Shouldn't he feel the same way as I do about feeling so low and trashy about having sex with another person when you can love and care about someone so much? Thank you for listening. Oh, wait a minute. There's so many things happening. How crazy is that? This is, all right. The guy wants a three-way. She's like, no way. And then she's like, well, I want a three-way. Two years ago, two years ago, the guy was like, let's have a three-way. Yeah. She She said no way. And then so now she's warming up to the idea two years later. And, but she wants to be with another woman. And And he's supposed to watch. That's not a three-way. Yeah. That's just somebody watching two other people. Yeah. So she wants to keep him in the room, but Mm -hmm. not have him do anything. And he's like, but you know that I really want a three-way. And And also, too. Also, let's not forget the second part where she wants to, to, she has no interest in sleeping with someone else, right? So she thought about, oh, maybe if I have a three-way with another woman and her boyfriend. So it's still her with another woman. Yeah. So she's like. And she still said she doesn't want to be with the other dude. So. Hmm. Hmm. What is that? (laughs) What are we getting at here? Somebody wants to be with another woman, but doesn't consider. And doesn't consider that sex or cheating. Yeah. But she would if it was a man. Yeah. So that's, it's only sex and cheating if it's with a man, but with a woman, mm-hmm. it's not really sex and cheating. And she keeps envisioning herself in these, these, these uh, situations with other women. Yeah. It's not a three way she's envisioning though, which is her and another chick. Yeah. And some which other- is the part that she seems to be leaving out. Yeah. <laughs> the guys can go scratch. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she's, and, and this idea about, you know, Shouldn't he feel the same way as I do about feeling so low and trashy? Well, I don't see anything trashy about this. Something trashy and low. That's your 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 bag. That's your yeah. That's your thing. But also, they it seems like they're having communication about it. That he was off, he was clear mm-hmm. about what he felt. She was clear about what he felt. But I guess that the the problem is she doesn't get to be with this other woman. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that's you how know. does she get another woman? In the sack with what with and him be okay with it, but he can't join. He can't join in, and he can't have sex with another woman. Yeah, can he have sex with or, another man? I don't know, and and she's not going to like if she's with another woman. That guy's that woman's partner, male partner, cannot be there either. That's right. Right. So now our picture is clear. Dear, feeling trashy. <laughs> If just thinking about having a three-way sexual adventure 
makes you feel low and trashy and you haven't done anything. Imagine how you'd feel if you actually had sex with him and another woman. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some people can have sexual experiences with more than one person at a time. It's perfectly fine. They enjoy the experience. It amuses them. It doesn't affect their feelings afterwards for themselves or their partner. However, other people are just not cut out for a menage a trois. And then she puts in parentheses threesomes because she's th- she feels like she's introducing trashy to a new word. <laughs> you know, menage a trois, threesomes yeah, or yeah. orgies. A three-person orgy. Yeah. Or any other kind of sexual adventure. Oh, my God. Watching their boyfriend or girlfriend with someone else makes them horribly jealous and they feel awful. It ruins their relationship and they can't leave the sex in the bedroom. It permeates everything they do and makes them miserable. You're one of these people. (laughs) FYI. So I think that Dr. Tracy here has skipped over the the point is that this woman clearly hasn't had the opportunity to be with a woman. And and is interested in that. And can only really see it in the context of a three-way. Without a guy. (laughs) Without a guy. Like, what if the woman has a girlfriend? Right. Is she out of the picture? Yeah. What if it's three ways? That would blow her mind. Like, what? That can happen? Yeah, like, she hasn't even I was limiting myself to one. To one, and there always had had to be a guy in a three-way. If it's a three-way, but no, all three can be women. How about that? That's what Tracy, yeah. Dr. Tracy should have said. Yeah, that's, I, we would just drop that right on her, make mic drop. <laughs> um, it could be any three persons, right? Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, so explain to your boyfriend that you love him too much to stand seeing him with someone else. And you also love him so much you don't want to be with anyone else, male or female. But that's not true. Right. I'm I'm adding that myself. That's yes. not true. <laughs> explain, not to him, explain to him that you considered it because you wanted to please him. Again, not true. This dude had put the thing to rest two years ago. She brought it up. She brought it up. Like, hey, remember we talked about that? And I didn't want you to do it. Well, I still don't want you to do it. But I want. But I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's all right for me. Um, you can watch, right? You know, how would she feel if her, if her husband or her partner, the boyfriend and girlfriend, if, how would she feel if her boyfriend's at her? Like, look, I just, I'd like to be with another dude. Um, I don't consider that to be cheating. I don't really want you to be involved. You could look, you could look on from the side. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> ah, gender. So much fun. Yeah. Um, Explain to him that you considered it because you wanted to please him, but after giving it serious thought, you aren't just cut out for threesomes. Yeah. The fact that your boyfriend is fantasizing about threesomes doesn't mean he doesn't love you. Wait, she's also thinking about it. Yeah, they're all thinking about threesomes. Uh-huh. It's a normal, common fantasy. It's natural for him to see if you're interested, but don't be pushed into doing anything you don't feel good about. It's not worth it. Stand your ground. You have good reasons for not wanting to experiment and you'd be foolish to try. It's just not for you. Ah, I don't like this advice. Stand your ground. No one's pushing her into it. This woman bringing it up. She's like standing on the edge and hoping that if she looks over, she'll just topple in. (laughs) Humpty dum. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I 
I I like this. I I have a I feel like I've met this these type of women before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The one who's writing in. Yeah. It's like, well, the reality of it is, you know, it's kind of my idea, but yeah. She doesn't want to take ownership of it yet, but this is how the yeah. the progression. This is how people are in denial or trying to find a way to do it without claiming it and naming yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, if if you are really that curious about it, you know, I don't know, find some woman who like will offer you some wine and do crafts in a caravan or something. Like <laughs> somebody who's not going to be around for a while, for oh, long. Crafts in a caravan? Did you think? Yeah, there were oh. there were always some, uh, you know. <laughs> so go to a craft fair. Yeah, and just that's where you. I feel like that's where you could find I feel like, your. your lesbian for three-way yes this is i feel like this is a woman who is from a more rural area mm-hmm. and i feel like she is you know curious about this lifestyle and i'm that's my suggestion craft fairs <laughs> go, to craft. <laughs> go to craft fair and find yourself a get yourself that franzia backpack the socks and see what you can do. Right. Go on a walk and say, I need someone yeah. to dispense the wine. Yes, to dispense the wine. So that's my, that's my advice to feeling trashy. What do you say? Yeah, I say, yeah, it, you know, it's hard when people are in such denial about certain things and like, we've yes. all been there on, on whatever it is, you know, whatever the thing you're in denial about, but yeah, I mean, she needs to like walk away from that advice and then go back and read it again with fresh eyes and be like, yeah, I pretty much want to have sex with women. Yeah. Or at least give it a shot. Yeah. You know, the old college try or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Good luck to her. Yeah. I, I, I like her style though. She's kind of kooky. Whoever wrote this, but I feel like there's an open mindedness to it. Yeah. In a weird way for her. She's like, well, this is what I'm thinking about. But, and then this, and then that. Eh, now what? Thanks for listening. Yeah. Trashy. <laughs> Low and trashy. Yeah. Well, it's typical. I mean, like, this is the world that we live in and how a lot of people were raised. It's like, you know, you feel a lot of shame surrounding sex. You feel unworthiness yeah. surrounding it, you know. And to be, have these feelings and desires and try to find a way to get them them legitimized and 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 realized that's a lot yeah but also i would say don't stop talking to your boyfriend about this if it's not something that you're gonna do mm-hmm. right that's not cool <laughs> it's like you don't talk to someone who's hungry about a really good meal for a long time yeah and then not cook the meal <laughs> or any meal yeah promise them you know Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.